1: All right, we are rolling with you here. Hump Day Wednesday. It is week number three of the NFL season. I am Scrugs, Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by former Dallas Cowboys safety Barry Church. Our other partner, Danny McRae, former Cowboys safety, is at home with a brand-new daughter, the first child for Danny and his wife. Welcome to the girl club, the girl dad club, Danny McRae
2: Church.
1: <laughs> It was so heartwarming. You know, I, just, just as I say, I got chills. Just as I said, it was so heartwarming to get that picture from Danny, to see him holding his daughter, um, because, one, it's, it's life. And, you know, just so precious. Your first child, you never forget it. And the, the baby's healthy and that, his, and, and that his wife is okay. So uh, I, I'm just warned by that, and, and I just get chills, eyes watered up when I just looked at the picture, because um, it's a miracle, man, and I'm really happy for Danny McRae
2: yeah I mean shouts goes out to Danny and Kiki I mean that, I mean that's just a beautiful blessing and then just to have your firstborn child in your hands I mean it just it just gives you a whole new perspective on life and, he, and he's welcome into the Girl Club I mean that's just like when I had my like girl it was just unbelievable experience so shout out to Danny and Kiki for bringing a beautiful blessing like this into our world and man we're gonna hold it down until you get back man but man that's like you said that's an extreme blessing right there.
1: Yeah, so you get to hold her. She wants to be near you. It's cool. My oldest will be 16 in about uh, three days. And, and you know, I, I got a better shot of communicating with her on TikTok than, <laughs> <laughs> you know, getting any contact hey, with did. my daughter, you know, man. She,
2: she, hey, you, you, know, she, you know how it is. You know how it is with the teenage. <laughs> Social media has taken over everything, man. So, i I'm, I'm a couple of you. Hopefully they take their time with that, man
1: enjoy it while you can enjoy it while you can so yeah my, my kids are my kids are older now they talk back to you you know they they, they got their own minds and their own things they want to go do and i mean i ended up buying a car from my oldest uh, a couple weeks back so, that's, I mean, I, so so when i tell you things are just changing man and, and i see danny's little baby i just look at like i remember those days because because the days
2: changed
1: but uh He's in the girl club, baby. In the in the girl dad club, and that's it. He is. That is that is a good place to be. All right, a place you don't want to be right now if you're Mike McCarthy, the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, is dealing with your ever-changing secondary. No Cheeto Awoosiee this week for the Cowboys as they face Seattle, and Cheeto's going to be down a few weeks, according to the coach. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury, so uh, an addition that they made two weeks ago. Give Will McClay and the Cowboys a whole lot of credit because how fortunate are they to have Brandon Carr on this football team Mm -hmm. right now because they need Brandon Carr. Um, You've got Jordan Lewis who came back in week, no, last week, week two for his first game of the year, looked okay, but you got Anthony Mm -hmm. Brown on the IR. I mean, church, this is this is some tough times here for this football team when it comes to the injury standpoint.
2: Yeah, I feel like, you know, the Dallas Cowboys have been hit with a a serious injury bug right now. I mean, like you mentioned, Anthony Brown's out. Jordan Lewis, he came back last week, but he was out the majority of training camp with an injury, so he's he's just now starting to try to get his rhythm uh, with this new defense. So, and you you saw last week he struggled a little bit, so he's just now getting back. And now we got a over here who's dealing with a hamstring injury. And I mean, look, if you ask Miles Austin, who knows when those you know hamstring injuries are going to come back? So uh, we got a lot of shots to our uh, depth right here, and especially in the secondary. I mean with it, with this injury to Cheeto I, I don't see it as a as a big of an injury as an LVE or a Sean Lee or a you know Tyron Smith or Lyle Collins but it does take a shot at our depth I mean we were already reeling a little bit in the secondary but now with our starting cornerback out in Who knows when he's going to come back. This is a huge shot to our depth, but huge, huge props. So like you said, to Will McClay for bringing a guy like Brandon Carr in, who's, you know, he's never missed a snap throughout his whole career. Um, He's versatile. He can play nickel safety, and he can play corner as well, which is, in my opinion, his natural position. So huge shout out to the Cowboys for bringing him in. Um, Let's just hope, you know, the rest of this team can stay healthy because, I mean, I don't know if they can afford another injury bug like this because their depth is definitely being uh, questioned right now.
1: Okay, so Seattle has got two receivers that are really good, and Tyler Lockett and yeah. DK Metcalf here. And I was just looking at Tyler Lockett already. He's got 16 catches for 159 yards and two touchdowns, and DK Metcalf has been sensational um, for, for Seattle. And I was looking at some notes here. DK Metcalf has run 23% of his routes mm. in the slot so, Church, tell mm. me, if you're the Cowboys and you see that, that, that big wide receiver <laughs> line up in the slot here, uh, how do you attack it? And, and it's and – it's I, Julio Jones last week, um, they, they held up fine. Julio dropped an easy touchdown pass. He also had yeah. a hamstring injury in the game. But uh, right now, you, you just go from one top player – to another set of top players because you had Julio Jones yeah. and Calvin Ridley, even Russell Gage, but but now you've got two other guys here and a better running game, which I think makes these two receivers of Metcalf and Lockett more dangerous than what we saw last week.
2: Yeah, it makes them a lot more dangerous because now you can implement if they get that run game going with Carson and uh, I forget, oh Hyde. It's going to be tough with that play action. I mean, you got you know your third string linebacker in there who he did perform pretty well last week. In, uh, Joe Thomas in that second half, but if that run game gets going, that play action can can suck up the best of them. So he's really going to have to be on their toes. This linebacking core is really going to have to be on their toes. But if I'm the Dallas Cowboys. Believe it or not, I'm hoping DK Metcalf lines up in the slot position. Um, that way, being a defender, it's easier to double team. Now, you can go with your, you can put your nickel back on the outside. You can bracket him with a linebacker or you can bracket him with a safety. And if he's in that slot, it's easier to, dis- to disguise that bracket as well. When he's way out on the outside, outside the numbers, and you have a corner out there and you're usually going to let your safety uh, hover over top, the quarterback sees that pre-snap easily, that the, that safety's he's well outside his numbers. he He's going over there to double. So that opens up the rest of this team, and it's and it's Russell Wilson out there. He's going to be able to just, uh, to pick that apart. So for me, I'm hoping he lines up in a slot. That way you can double team him with all different types of players, give him different looks, and kind of frustrate him. But to me, I think they have to focus a lot of their attention not only on DK, but Lockett as well. I mean, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but lockett he's such he has such great rapport with wilson that when stuff breaks down when stuff looks like oh man this is going to be a busted play somehow some way those two are on the same wavelength and they're able to create these um, these amazing big explosive plays so to me i think they have to focus their attention on dk metcalf and um, tyler lockett And to me, hopefully, hopefully one of them is manning the slot on any occasion, because uh, I think it's easier to double team in the slot. But the Cowboys are going to have their uh, their hands full. And we need we we need with everything in our heart. We need this defensive line to step it up because they have to find a way somehow some way to contain Russell Wilson. They're not going to stop him. But if they can slow him down, that'll prove uh, huge dividends for this Cowboys defense.
1: Players' Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Newey Scruggs. He is Barry Church. Danny McRae uh, is off because his wife gave birth to a beautiful baby girl. So ho- I'm hoping we don't see Danny the rest of the week here. He <laughs> go ahead and, 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 and make all the adjustments. Um, just, just be at home. Be a dad. Enjoy that process here. Uh, we can talk for 45 minutes. We love him. But, uh, you know, this oh, is bigger yeah. than football. This is bigger
2: than no, football. Without a question.
1: Than the podcast also today, um, in case you didn't know, Tank Lawrence is going to miss practice with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, being reported by several Cowboys uh, media beat reporters that his wife is going to have a baby and she's in labor, so um, that's always a good oh. reason not to be at practice. So, so there could be a new addition to the Lawrence family, so that's oh, why. Well, he's well not
2: congrats to uh... Oh, congrats to D-Law as well. I mean, I had no idea he was expecting another child, but I mean, congrats to him as well. Uh, there must be something in the water down there in uh, in Frisco and Plano because a lot of you cats down there are having kids, man. So I'm going to make sure uh, my wife stays far away from Frisco because your boys don't have the little ones, man. No, no. Oh, no. Your oh, you, boys oh, done not have the little ones, man. <laughs> it's okay, let me, let, me ask, let me ask
1: this question. Is Mrs. Church done?
2: Oh, if, if it was up to her, we'd have probably had about seven by now. But, okay. Okay. <laughs> but your, okay. boy, so, your, so your boy is out of there. All
1: right, uh, uh, there may be a star in the east real soon for you, Church, because you know when <laughs> Mama wants something, when, when Mama wants something, just gonna let you know it, it's usually. I, I thought I was done too. Okay, I thought I was mm. done too. Five years without, you know, five years without any kids. Um, my wife was forty-three when, when oh, the wow. last one came. Yeah, when the last one came, 43. I thought I was done, you know? I'm, I'm done, you know? Mm. had two daughters. I was good. You know, didn't really feel like adding to the payroll. Um, so I was fine, mm. and, and, you know?
2: You guys thing, live you know, near Frisco?
1: He, no, we don't. No, we don't. But, oh, but all here's right. <laughs> so so here's, here's what happened, Church. So um, it was the 2010 World Series. It was the Rangers and, and, and the Giants. So my wife's from okay. San Francisco, and mm-hmm. we talked about me going to work out in, in the Bay Area. Like, you know, hey, I, I, I wouldn't mind working out back, going back to California to work. So I okay. you know, inquired about a couple jobs, but I told her, I said, hey, look, it costs a whole lot more. Remember, it costs a whole lot more to live in California. And I said, this yes, is true. I said, you're going to need to get a job. <laughs> so I told her, you're going to need to get a job. Okay? <laughs> you want to move out to California? Fine, I'll go work, but you need to get a job, too. And she says, Well, well okay. what about what about the girls? Because the youngest, you know, was was still at home. And I said, Well, she goes to school this year, so you can go get a job. Just, you know, make sure you <laughs> offer two o'clock and go pick up the kids. And I lie to you not, church, she was pregnant about five weeks later. Oh, 43, <laughs> Now, now you've further.
2: Mention job
1: got real fertile. Baby. <laughs> fertile. So,
2: all all you had to do was mention that magic word, man, you gonna have to go back to this workforce, you're gonna have to go back to the job and, and like work. you said, five weeks later, oh, I I guess I can't do it no more, new <laughs> So so oh, she
1: pregnant man. Yes, pregnant <laughs> and 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 had uh, <laughs> ended up having our uh having our last child about two weeks after the um, the Mavericks won the twenty eleven NBA NBA championship. So so, so so my my whole point of this story is you can say you're done, I need to know when Mrs. Church is done. Because that's is when true. truly be done. And This is true. And and when when she when my wife finally said, you know, I'm done, this is it, and she said we can't do this anymore, and and then the, the doctor went ahead and tied them tubes, and I watched, tubes so I was in, like, all right, go ahead, let's do it. <laughs> you made sure, huh? <laughs> it was the going out of business, baby. It was the going out of oh, business, man. baby. So I'm just mm, letting you know. Mm, so mm. You, you can have you can have these plans, but you let me know when, when Mrs. Church says that she's done and then and, and she's out of business,
2: okay? so. It, and that's when. That's what I know all. for sure, huh?
1: <laughs> that's when you. That's when you know for sure, because just because you're thinking it doesn't mean that that's what she's wanting to do. So just you know, these are the ABCs of of, of 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 being married, the fun the fun parts of it as well. Hey, let's get to our first break here. When we come back, I've got a couple numbers that I want to dive into with Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson, the two exciting quarterbacks in this game. And something happened with the Chargers that I believe is. Really, going to test this franchise and how the players deal with the team doctors. Let's get into that on Mm. the flip side. This is the Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: Com. Essilor. See more. Do more. Back to the Players' Lounge.
1: All right, coming to a Cowboys game or coming to the Cowboys game next weekend, make sure you know before you go. Wear a mask, keep distance, and be prepared for cashless transactions. Please be aware that all the safe stadium policies of the safe stadium policies prior to arriving at AT&T Stadium, visit DallasCowboys.com slash safe stadium for details. I was there for that Cowboys Atlanta game. It was different, but um, look, you gotta bring your mask and just operate under the new COVID policies. From what I could tell, there were no incidents and everybody seemed to uh, follow them. And the only folks who have had issues trying to follow these NFL protocol rules have been the coaches. And (laughs) I think that's all going to change. It's all changing this week. After they just slapped (laughs) down $100,000 fines to coaches who weren't wearing the mask and $250,000 to the team. So you start snatching that cash, all of a sudden people start respecting the rules. So I expect Pete Carroll, one of the coaches, Who got fined that hundred grand for not wearing a mask? I expect Pete'll have a big old nice mask this week when the Cowboys are taking on the Seahawks. Because (laughs) (laughs) a hundred grand—I don't care how many millions you make—hundred grand is a tough. That's a tough note to take out your wallet, man.
2: Oh, that's a tough pill to swallow. And then when you get to your office, I mean, I'm sure they, you know, they got their office over there for us players. It was a locker room. But when they get to that office and they see that FedEx envelope sitting there, that white FedEx envelope with that orange and purple logo, oh, you already know what's inside of that. That's not, that's not fan mail. You already know it's super thin and it's, it's super, it's like a p- piece of paper almost. And you know, what's coming in there. That's some type of fine. I, every player and coach hates to get one of those FedEx things plopped right on their, uh, right on their. Desk or in their locker room, but uh Nui, real quick, I want to ask you. I didn't know you were at the at the game the other day. How I know we had twenty some thousand fans there, but how was the crowd noise? Was it? Do you think it had a little bit to play in the momentum change or crowd? You know, twenty thousand is just not that big of an impact.
1: Look, you could hear the fans, okay, and, and, and okay. You, know, you could okay. hear the fans. And once the Cowboys got going. They got excited. Um, I heard a lot of Atlanta. I heard there was a couple of Atlanta fans near me, so I could clearly hear the cheering from them (laughs) throughout the game, even though I'm (laughs) high up in the press box. Okay, we're high up in the press box. But for some reason, some Atlanta fans got tickets, and they got close to the press box, so we could hear them cheering throughout the contest. But it was definitely audible when the Cowboys... Uh, had the football and and they were going in the second half and of course we we all saw the role that they were on here and so mm-hmm. you could you could hear it you could hear the groans with the when they were fumbling <laughs> the ball and turning it over so you could hear the groans there so um, look it's it's not. Here's why you know it makes a difference because we see the games where there are no people at all, like that Ram game. Yeah. Um. So that's true. So it, it definitely it definitely helps, and the guys, you know, certain guys are going to feed off a crowd, and they need it. So I thought the people who were there, Dak Prescott had had, had given them a shout out. The, the players were thankful for those fans okay. that showed up here. So if you're if you're going to go to a Cowboy game, I say you know, be prepared to do all the cheering and everything that you've done before. A little bit different, but at the same time, so much has changed that I don't think it's that different because our whole lot okay. nothing we what well, nothing we're doing in our lives right now is different um, in the press box For instance, we used to have those little long buffet tables and you know You just go and you serve yourself. Well now they come in they they come in a lunch in an individual packet. So you just tell them okay. uh, yes, I'd like I'd like the breakfast meal and so they give you the breakfast meal and go, Oh, yes, I'd like the lunch meal. They give you that so a lot of it's individually done things And so now if you want to buy right. uh, Concessions you just know okay. Uh, it's cashless transaction. So you can still you know do things just a little bit different uh, you're spaced differently, um, you know, where the seats are, you know, they got the spaces there. But I, I can't emphasize enough that this is our new normal. And yeah. I think w- once you just get used to, okay, this is my seat, this is where I'm at, then you're going to go and you're going to cheer and you're going to have all the fun that you had before. And for me, I- I'll tell you this you got space now. <laughs> you have to worry about you when picking you in the back. <laughs> you <rat.
2: laughs> got some got some leg room, all right. Yeah, right,
1: right. <laughs> you got some space. You, you have your personal space space around you. So, um, I I, I I I've got I tip my cap to all of the teams in the National Football League who are doing what they can to try and still give fans the experience if their state governments are allowing them to do it. Los Angeles right now out there, you know, they, they're not having fans at the game, but in Texas they can mm-hmm. have fans at the game. Kansas City they, they had fans at the game, so if you're able to have them and you're going out there, you can help give your team an advantage. Seattle, by okay. the way, no fans, so there's no fans no out fans. there. That's
2: true. What a There's no 12th man.
1: No, no, it's not. And so, so this is a break for the Cowboys. Uh, Seattle still favored by four. The Cowboys do bring in the NFC Offensive Player of the Week in Dak Prescott, um, who threw for 450 yards, completed 72.3% of his passes against the Falcons, had four total touchdowns with a uh, 100.4 rating in the football game. So Dak Prescott in two football games is doing his part. Russell Wilson right now, he's been sensational. He's throwing an NFL high. Four touchdowns, Barry, over 20 yards. He's averaging 12.1 yards per pass play. And the mm. Cowboys have allowed 10 completions of 20 yards or more. That's tied for the most mm. of the NFL with Miami and Atlanta. So we're mm. seeing. Uh, two defenses that are going to have some issues. Let me throw this number out here too for for uh, Seattle. That that defense has allowed 450 yards of passing. They did allow that in Game One to Atlanta. Then they allowed 397 mm-hmm. yards of passing to Cam Newton and the uh, and the Patriots on NBC Sunday Night Football. So we see that both teams are having an issue when it comes to their secondary, and they're clearly not putting the kind of pressure you need to on the quarterback. So. The Cowboys, obviously, right now are in worse shape when you look at their secondary, having mm-hmm. lost Cheeto Awuzie for a number of weeks, Anthony Brown's on IR. So this could be a high-scoring game. I think it may be indicative of what we saw last week when both teams were with 39 and 40 points. I, I think this will be getting mm-hmm. the third. I, t- I can see each team scoring in the 30s in this one because if you can't defend and you're dealing with injuries and you're not getting to the quarterback, good luck. Um, Good good luck. Tank Lawrence. Tank Lawrence, um, was we talked about mispractice because his wife's in labor, but he's also dealing with a knee injury. So we don't know his status in terms of Sunday. And even if he can go Sunday, church, how how good can he be? Uh, Bate Loffenberg, Cowboys radio broadcaster, said Tank was basically playing on one leg last week. He should have got pulled earlier.
2: Yeah, and, that, and that's what, to me, that's what it comes down to with this Dallas Cowboys defense. It's how can we get after the quarterback? Um, we know going into this season, we were going to have a younger secondary. Um, experienced, I mean, they, they played a little bit in their first year and their second year, but we were going to have an overall a young secondary. And we thought going into this season that that front seven Especially that defensive line with the additions of Everson Griffin, you know, Alden Smith coming back, coming in here. Um, you know, you still got Tank, you still got Crawford in there. We thought at the beginning of the season, this was going to be the strength. This was going to be that unit that pushes this defense over the edge and, and gets them that pressure that they need, gets after the quarterback and gets the uh, ball back to their offense but for these first two games I'm not sure if it's the lack of training camp the lack of mini camps or the lack of OTAs but and having this new system brought in with Mike Nolan but we just haven't seen that pressure generated whether it be four man rush whether it be them bringing guys from the secondary whether it be them bringing guys from the linebacking core, we just haven't seen that pressure and I think with this defense needs is they need to get after this quarterback their secondary they can hold up as much as they can but if they're if the quarterback's back there especially a matt ryan or a russell wilson if they have time back there they're gonna pick apart any defense there is out there i mean they just they've seen it too much and russell wilson right now he's playing at an all-time level at an mvp type level so with us, I feel like the key is to get after this quarterback. We got to figure out a way to generate a pass rush, and since it's not coming from our twenty-one million dollar man, who now he has a, um, a knee issue, we, we got to find it somewhere. Whether it be Alden Smith, whether it be you know Crawford in the middle, Everson Griffin, somebody has to find a way to generate this pressure because if not, Russell Wilson is going to tear this defense apart. And you talk about you know our injuries to our corners right now. We got a Wozier out, um, Browns out. Um, what, what are we, we going to do? We're going to bring Carr down there. Or are we going to put Robinson, move him back from safety to the corner? I mean, there's a couple things that we can do. But overall, I think this defense has to rely on that defensive line and that front seven to not only get after the quarterback, but they got to stop the run. If not, it's going to be a field day and Seattle is going to be like just picking their poison. Do we want to run and gas you with Carson and hide or do we want to put you over top with, you know, DK Metcalf and Lockett? So for me, it all predicates on getting after the quarterback. And it's a must, especially this game in Seattle, that we get after Russell Wilson.
1: Let, let's, let's start with the run because I just went back okay. and looked at numbers here. So the Cowboys allowed 159 yards of rushing to the Rams on 33 carries. They allowed 109 yards of rushing to Atlanta on 33 carries. So we're seeing teams who are running the football and the other teams are winning the time of possession. The Cowboys, these last two games, have lost the time of possession. The other folks are out here deciding, we're going to try to run the, run the football. And if the Seattle Seahawks can run the football and win first down, then that's at a disadvantage for the Cowboys. So right out of the gate, to me, the defensive line has got to be gap sound and stop the run and make sure that Carlos Hyde and Chris Carson, they're starting running back, that these guys are not out here put in Seattle in a situation where they're looking at a second and seven. I mean, a second and three, really? gaining seven yards, or a second and, and four because they're gaining six yards on a run. They, they've got to do that. So that's where I'm looking at Don Terry Poe, Tristan Hill, Antoine Woods. You need these guys to be up front holding their blocks. The Seattle offensive line is not there, – there's no Zach Martins over there, okay? there's yeah. They don't have any great offensive linemen. They're good enough. They know how to win. And Russ makes up for a whole lot of issues and mistakes and, and, and guys that I think are just average. But the Cowboys, who were just average as well, had to figure out a way to be better than they've been. They've got to improve in your hope, and that's all. That's always a scary word to and, use. We talk about football,
2: but your hope is that they're getting used to this system a little bit. And they can't. And, and one other point: they they can't be bad on third downs. I mean, that's the money down. That's how you get off the field. That's how you get the ball back in your offense's hand back in Dak Prescott's hand and being able to win the game and when we saw that last game the first half they were horrendous on third down I believe they were maybe you know the I think the Falcons were maybe over 60 percent in third down but in the second half they were able to get those fortunate stops now they did have a couple drops by Atlanta but they were able to get those stops and able to get the ball back in Dak Prescott's hand and we saw the rest is history so the first two games I think they were a little bit shaky on third down if they're able to you know get their percentages up and get the ball back to this offense like you said in the in the past I mean, the offense, in my opinion, is the best defense to uh, stop Russell Wilson. If they're staying on this field, it's Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott and those boys are on the field for 25, 35-plus minutes, I think that that basically limits the amount of time that Russell Wilson has back there to basically pick apart your defense. And I think going into this game, that can be your best defense instead of just relying on our you know, 4-3 or our front seven to shut down Russell Wilson. I think this offense has to maintain the um, possession of the ball throughout the whole game.
1: Okay, here's something else, okay, and, and you get this one, have it been a safety, Barry Church. We saw yep. Matt Ryan running – for first downs last week And that's the that's moment, Ryan You've got <laughs> yeah. Russell Wilson here now With that ability That if the Cowboys are covering guys To go ahead and, and pick up some first downs And Russ is not a guy who takes hits either he, he's, he's not No. So it, from a def- defensive standpoint how do, you, how do they Cover or account For Russell Wilson On a, a third and six A third and seven How do you do that?
2: Well, let me tell you first, it's demoralizing. It's like a dagger in the heart when, especially as a secondary, when I feel like you're holding up your own. You got your man locked up. Everybody's locked up around the board. He has to throw the ball away. There's no way he's gonna get the ball off. And this guy somehow, some way, escapes the pocket and picks up six and before you're able to stop him, before you're able to let your frustrations out on him, he slides. He slides right Slide. before you, and you got to go over top of you. Uh, it's, it's probably one of the most demoralizing things um, an offense can do to a defense. Cause it, first, you get another set of downs when you're probably tired from already doing those first three downs, and then you can't even let out your frustration on a guy like that. Um, it's extremely, extremely disheartening, but to me, what this defensive line has to do is they have to have an ability to contain this guy if they if they line up in their gaps they can't have a hero ball or what i call it hero ball you can't have a guy out there who's rushing the passer and thinks oh let me take this easy path let me take this easy path inside to him because i can go ahead and get him and that's all that's going to happen is Russell Wilson's going to spin right up out of there. You're going to lose contain. And that's when we've seen all their big plays happen. When Russell gets out of the pocket and he got time to throw it to Lockett, throw it to Metcalf. So I think this defensive line, they have to do an amazing job of keeping him contained. If that's putting, you know, a, a spy somewhere, if that's moving, you know, Tank Lawrence or or Alden Smith on the inside just to kind of hold a blocker there and spy on him, they have to figure out a way to do it because If he goes there and picks up first downs and extends the drive with his legs, I mean, you're asking for a lot from this defense. So they got to be able to find a way to contain him and hopefully not let him use his legs to pick up first downs.
1: And hopefully on the other side, Dak Prescott can can do the same thing and and use his legs a little bit more to pick up first downs because this offense has got to find a way. To help to win the time of possession battle in this football game, I think they 've got to win the time of possession battle they 've also got to win the turnover battle here let 's take our second time out here on the players' lounge brought to you by hotels.com Tyrod Taylor missed the chargers game for one of the strangest reasons i've ever heard let's dive into that and the mm. impact that it's going to have on their football team i'm newey scruggs he's barry church this is players lounge on DallasCowboys.com radio since
0: 1865 stetson hats are american made with pride right here in texas and stetson is proud to be on the field with america's team want to show your texas and team pride too you can by purchasing your own stetson you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game Stetson hats, the official crown of all self respecting cowboys, and your favorite football
3: team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com.
0: Your new apartment's big, such a great deal.
3: Eh, uh, it's okay.
0: Just okay? What's not too. It's right above
3: the subway!
0: Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the. That's my neighbor! Angus!
3: A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score September 2019. To Dallas's frontline responders, thank you. To show its gratitude, Tide is offering free laundry services in Dallas to the families of frontline responders. Simply bring your laundry and your identification to Tide Cleaners and they will wash it within two days. One thing less for you to worry about. While you take care of us all, Tide will take care of the laundry for the families of frontline responders. To learn more and find a location near you, visit hope.tidecleaners.com.
0: To the Players Lounge.
1: Yes, yes. All right, Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. We do this show weekdays, Monday through Friday. 2.30 p.m. Central. All right, we got a message for you here. Uh, Cowboys single-game tickets against the Cleveland Browns. Get those tickets now to see the Cowboys face. Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr., and the Browns when they return to AT&T Stadium on Sunday, October 4th. A limited number of tickets are on sale. Now get yours at dallascowboys.com slash tickets. All right, Church, so you're telling me that some news just happened here from John Machoda, the athletic who covers the Cowboys. It's a good job for him. John's a friend of mine. Um uh Diggs
2: the corner the Trey Diggs what's yeah. going on there yeah from uh from the reports from Cowboys camp it seems that Trayvon Diggs um your starting cornerback and arguably your best corner um did not practice today um, he's listed as a shoulder injury um I'm, I'm sure we'll we'll hear more about it later in the week but uh that's Ooh. just another injury and another big time part of this defense that it's just not mm. practicing today. I, I I don't know what's going on over there in Cowboys camp, what they're doing to practice or what, but this is just another injury for that secondary, man. So a shoulder injury to Diggs, a out with
1: a hamstring. Jordan Lewis has just come back. They've signed Brandon Carr. For those Cowboy fans who come on our feed and, and, and want Earl Thomas, uh, Earl Thomas, is, <laughs> they're concerned right now. You, you need mm-hmm. some corners. You may want to call Dion see if he can leave Jackson State for a week or two <laughs> just to come over here and defend somebody. I mean, it is rough. Oh, By, man. It is rough. By the way, did you see Byron Jones left the, the Dolphins game on Sunday? He, he, he had suffered an injury. I mean, uh, the injury bug is all across the NFL. And right now, man, you just got to be hopeful that you can make it week to week. And also, who is on your practice squad right now really mm. matters. I mean, you got to have some people that you're working with because this is not going to stop. We're going to keep seeing injuries throughout this season. I think we'll see more guys on IR than we've ever seen before. I haven't seen this many ACL injuries uh, in, in, in a long, long time. So, yeah, here, here's Diggs. This... Maybe Diggs has to ta- maybe he has to take a shot in order to play against the i don't know
2: i don't know about uh, taking shots anymore
1: yeah let's dive into that right now so tyrod (laughs) taylor the the chargers starting quarterback tyrod taylor is going to take an injection before their game against kansas city on sunday and the team doctor punctured his lung he didn't play They ended up having to take Mm. him to the hospital during the football game. And Steve Mm. Weish of NFL Network talked about the things that could happen for the Chargers based on this is, number one, that they don't trust the team doctors anymore. The guys are like, eh, I'm going to go see somebody else before I just rely on the word from your doctors. And then also, Barry, you'll get this one because you understand it very much. What if Tyrod Taylor ends up losing his position because of this? Justin Herbert, the rookie, came in, played well. The Chargers held their own against Kansas City, ended up losing to the Chargers in overtime, so Herbert is most likely getting the start this week. If Tyrod Taylor is no longer a starter because of the team doctor puncturing his lung, Mm -hmm. that's just a bad look for the Chargers, not only within this team, but when you're trying to recruit free agents as well.
2: Oh yeah. It's a huge bad look. And I'm, I'm going to start with the, uh, with the team and the doctors to, uh, to begin with what this look does is how are you, like you pointed out earlier, how are you as a player? If let's just say you get injured, you know, you tweak something or something like that. How are you supposed to go to the doctor and say, you know, what do you have that's best? What's, what's your best advice? Well, how do I fix this up real quick? If you can't trust them to get you healthy. Um, and that'll make a huge, huge divide amongst the team. If If you can't trust the doctors now, you know, everybody makes mistakes, but that right there, I mean, that is a huge mistake to make. And they put you that doctor, that specific doctor, not sure what his name is, but they put you in charge of that. Like you're the head of all that. You can't make a mistake like that. Now it brings me to Tyrod Taylor. I'm not sure, you know, with the CBA and you know, if he, if he was just like, you know, yeah, I I can accept this, this help from this doctor. I'm not sure what he can do legally, but if it was me, I would be looking at every single angle of how I can sue the crap out of this team. I mean, there's no way that you're supposed to be a professional doctor injecting this for for your ribs to try to get the pain down for your ribs, and you go too deep and you puncture my lung? Like, I I, I just don't understand how that can happen. And you're right, Nui if he he goes out there, let's just say Herbert, who looked phenomenal in his opening um, game um, the other week, If he goes out there and let's just say Tyrod can't play this week and Herbert has another amazing performance and this time they get the W, and Coach Lynn is over there like, hey, you know, I, I feel for my guy. I said when he's 100% healthy, he'll be back in the starting lineup. But if Herbert's balling like this, you just can't take that momentum away from a team. I mean, the team is greater than one player. We all know that. But if he's balling like that, you cannot take that momentum away. So let's just say he loses his starting spot. I mean, th- then where does that put him? I mean, if, if he if he becomes a free agent next week, you know, teams aren't going to look at him like, oh, this could be our franchise starting quarterback. They're going to look at him as like, okay, he's, he's, a, he's a backup type. He'll... know he'll be like a chase daniel you know be around the league for a long time just backing people up and that could take a huge hit on his money so if i'm tyrod taylor i'm I'm telling you now i'm looking at every different avenue to to try to recoup as much financially as i can from this uh, situation but overall it's just a it's just a bad look for this Chargers organization because i don't think this is the first time they've had trouble with the team doctors
1: it's not the first time that the charges have had you know, issues with the team doctor. That, that that is definitely true. You can just go Google that, and, and you'll find stories there. The two things come out of this. I wonder, does the doctor keep his job? Don't know. I don't know who the doctor mm. is, like you. I don't know how long they've been there. But do you? You know, is this one of those where you got to tell the doctor, hey, hey, look, you may we we like you, but you're gonna have to go ahead and and, and take this L um, because we just can't <laughs> have our players. Our players and our player agents saying they don't want you touching them, because if you if you're a player on the Chargers this week, you got to get a shot. Are you gonna let him do it? I'm like, no. (laughs) Hey, who else we got? I mean, you know. So so that's an issue right there. One, replacing the doctor, and two, Barry. Does the Players Association get involved in something like this for a guy like Tyrod Taylor?
2: I think they would have to. I mean, you know, the NFLPA, you know, they're supposed to have our, our best interests in and heart and, and everything like that. So, um, and there's already reports out there, you know, Tyrod talking to the NFLPA out there. But um, this is this is what you got a union for. This is what you got. You know, this whole NFLPA and uh, I believe who's the head of it? Dean? Is it still Dean? D, Dean? D, um, it's D. Smith. D. D Smith. Smith? Yeah, is, is yes. D. Smith still the head? This is why he's the head. I mean, this is the reason for that organization to help look out for the players and and have their best interests in heart. So. Hopefully, if I'm Tyron Taylor, I'm, I'm contacting them. I'm contacting the legal team. I'm doing whatever I can to get this situation better in my favor. Because I mean, <laughs> team, how, how, how can you trust a, a team doctor after that? I mean, I've had toward all shots, and I've had you know painkillers in the past to get through games. Um, and if you can't trust a doctor to, to get you through that game pain-wise, I mean, <laughs> it, it causes a whole, it's just a slippery slope, as I should put it. It's a slippery slope. <laughs>
1: And, and to me this is where the agent for Tyrod Taylor has to go to work that's his job now I mean Tyrod's mm-hmm. got to you know, do what he can to to get healthy and get in the playbook and, and, and see whatever he you know where his status is but I mean, he's got to worry about football but this is where the agent has to get involved so he's on the phone with the Spanos family about what happened there. he's on the phone with the NFLPA and he needs to take this off tyrod's you know he just needs to come with tyrod with okay here's the latest details of this. Tyrod cannot get involved in the minutiae of of, of what right now is is a, I don't want to say malpractice, but obviously it's a medical issue here and, and a mistake that was made. Um, they got to he's got to do that for him, so the player can can do his job.
2: But he ought to well, be let me ask you, off. I'm sorry. Yeah, let me ask you a question but real I'm quick. Done. So what, what what can the what can the that team, do. Can, they, can they contact Tyrod and say, hey, you know, like do they take their legal team to Tyrod and say, hey, man, you know, these are the options that you have. And, you know, we, we advise you not to do this. Like, you know, what, what can they say to Tyrod right now That's basically what I'm, what I'm asking you.
1: No, it's a, it's a good question. And to me, this is once again, this is the agent. The agent now has to step in here and try to protect the player at all costs. I mean, this is one where, OK, you just go to, you know, you just say, hey, talk to my people. You know, hey, Barry, let's talk exactly. to you. About, you know what? Talk to my people. I have to go worry about, you know, my job right now. Talk to my people. Uh, Almost like when you're selling your house, you gotta go to the realtors. Or when you go into court, you say, tell somebody, talk to my lawyer here. Uh, That's what needs to happen for Tyrod Taylor, and and he shouldn't be dealing at all with the medical staff or or the the Chargers legal team at all. This is why you have representation. This is also why Mm -hmm. you have the NFLPA. Because anything that they bring to you, if you're Tyrod, you're taking it to your agent, you're taking it to the NFLPA. You're not signing anything, and I don't even know if you want to have a conversation With anybody without your people around, just because this is this is serious. This This is is serious. I mean,
2: like Tyrod, where does he go for rehab? that's You're like, right. where does where does he go to get better? Like, where, like how, you, how does Oof. that work? Is the team paying for that as well? Or does he because like, I wouldn't trust going back into the, the facility and talking about I need this rehab for my lung after that happens. So do they pay for his, you know, medical issues and medical rehab outside of uh, the team? I mean, it's just there's a lot of things going on with this right now.
1: Steve Weiss of NFL uh, Network had spoken about how he, he covered teams where, where players had lost the confidence of the medical staff and, and how debilitating that can be. The person I feel bad for right now is head coach Anthony Lynn because he's mm-hmm. now put in a situation that really, you know, it's unfair to him from the standpoint okay, if Herbert keeps playing well, as you brought up. And he, yep. he was drafted to be the future. He's got to have the conversation now with the team and with the quarterback about how this all went down. Uh, Barry, let me ask you this, because you were, you've were you been around uh, two NFL teams now between the Cowboys and Jacksonville. Is that old adage, you don't lose your job to injury, does that is that still apply, or are we dealing with oh. different things now? You tell me.
2: No, that doesn't apply at all. I mean, I've seen it happen left and right. I mean, you can't tell me, you know, Dak or uh, Tony Romo didn't lose his job because of injury. I mean, if he never gets injured, who knows if we ever hear about, you know, Dak Prescott. But um, and, and, and in my case, when when they brought in Brodney Poole um, to be the starting safety back in 2013, um, it was, you know, and back in 2012. Um, he got injured. He got injured uh, early in camp and he just wasn't in shape, you know, during OTAs and during camp to pretty much um, to take over that starting job. So I was able to supplant him. Um, but if he doesn't get injured and, and you know, he, he stays in shape, you know, I, I might still be on special teams or might still be, you know, vying for a job somewhere else. So um, that whole that whole old adage of just, you know, you know, okay. if he's injured, he'll, he'll he'll have his job when he get returns. I think that's a load of crap. And um, yeah, I mean, that's just how it is in, in today's NFL.
1: And the quarterback situation is, is much different than, than any other position. And I go back to mm-hmm. Dak Prescott and Tony Rome. Dak had won so many games, and he'd also won the confidence of the locker room that they were able to make that decision, and everyone was okay with it. That, that's something else that I think a lot of people haven't talked about enough. You could never find anybody who wasn't a Dak person. I mean, even guys Very who true. were close to Romo were all saying, yeah, Dak's the guy. This is the guy. So so he had that spinning his way. Is Justin Herbert able to have that same thing where the locker room is all behind him? And, and that, that's going to be interesting because, all, you know, all rooms are different, man. All rooms are different. Yeah. All coaches are, are, are different here. Uh, this is, that's why I say I feel bad for the head coach, Anthony Lynn, because you're now put into a position that you have to figure out a way to try and you're not going to make everybody happy but you're trying to figure out how do you treat it in a in a classy fashion and you you can keep everybody in your room together even as uncomfortable as this may be
2: and you're you're completely right i mean i think when it comes down to it i think only a couple if you can swing a few players like in, in, uh, in an instant with that Dak and Tony situation um, Dak didn't have to get the whole locker room on his side. He just had to get a few players on his side. And once he got those few, that basically swung the whole team. And um, I'll tell you, once we get off air, I'll tell you about a story and when, when I tell you when I thought that uh, Dak pretty much took over that job. But um, to me, I think, you know, if if Herbert has, you know, the confidence of a Keelan Allen and a, you know, a Hunter Henry or whoever else is the leaders of those teams, um, I think it'll be pretty easily, you know, to sway. Or to, to pitch that to um, the team that hey Herbert's going to take over from now on, is it right? I, you know I don't know, but um, I think it'll be pretty easy if he can get those guys to to uh, buy in with him.
1: Kansas City ended up beating the Chargers in overtime, and if Herbert can go out the way Dak Prescott did, yeah, Dak Prescott rolled off with seven, eight, nine, ten wins <laughs> in a row, oh, yeah. something <laughs> like that. And and I go back to the the Pittsburgh game. Where it looked like the Cowboys were going to lose as Ben Roethlisberger faked the spike and and it's just you know a little bit of time less than 60 some odd seconds left and the Cowboys go down the field and win the game and then I remember that Green Bay game at Lambeau Field was another game where you're kind of thinking okay rookie quarterback let's see what he does and Dak showed out and Brett Favre was in the booth with Troy Aikman mm-hmm. and they were just saying how you can't you can't go back to Romo it's Dak's job so when you got Two Hall of Fame quarterbacks sitting here saying Dax's the guy. Then Jimmy Johnson's back in the studio. That's when I thought Romo really lost. That's like, oh man, they, the national media is now telling the Cowboys what to do, and they're saying it's oh, they yeah. over for Romo. And uh, and then then of course you're covering the team, and that you were there as well. But you could tell he won the locker room, so you won the, you won the the media perception. Then you won the room, and it was really nowhere for Tony to go. If Justin Herbert is able to do that same type of thing, then it makes the job easier for Anthony Lynn in terms of having to deal with it. But if the Chargers are just uh, a team that's under 500, and he's starting to struggle because now guys have 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 schemed up against against him, then it gets a lot tougher whenever oh, timeouts yeah. healthy and wants to come back and play. So that, that's the, the the tough thing about the National Football League. But I'll say this for Dak Prescott, since since he ended up winning that job, uh, he's done nothing but prove. He is worthy of being the, the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, man, that's our show. We, we've been running here, running and gunning. So, Barry Church, man, always fun to chat with you. We do it every day at 2.30 Central Time right here on DallasCowboys.com. Brought to you by Players Lounge. I'm Newey Scruggs. We will chat with you on Thursday right here on DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
1: about this, Cowboys? Yeah!